0: And welcome to Connected, episode 448. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, ExpressVPN and Indeed. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I have the pleasure of being joined by Mike Hurley.
1: Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm a little under the weather this week. I apologize for how my voice sounds. Maybe some people will like it, maybe some people won't, you know, but it's, I can't really do anything about it. Hi, Federico.
2: Yeah, hi. I, I dig your voice. Yeah, you like it? I'm am a fan. I'm a fan. Yes.
0: Sinus infection daddy. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you sound like uh, like, you know, the British caramel
1: voice. Oh. Um, yeah. British yeah. caramel. That's it nice. Works I for like me. That. Yes. yes. That's a good yes. nickname. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try, you know, you won't like it if I'm like that's not, you know when you don't want that, but just the voice. It's yeah, just the voice. Just the voice it works. British
0: caramel. Before we get into follow up. I just wanted to say thanks to all the listeners. I got lots of warm wishes in the feedback form and in Discord and on Mastodon. Uh, I'm feeling much better than the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's good to be back because this, this now marks a full week of work uh, being back since my.
1: This kind of feels like follow up. Car accident. It
0: is. Yeah, it is kind of follow up.
1: Following up on the health of your brain.
0: Yes, it's much better. The passionate ones, though, have been feisty oh no over on the relay fandom i've got a a page and it listed the phones i'd broken and (laughs) added to that now is a 2015 toyota tacoma and a trash cart
1: yes it's not just phones you've broken it's just it is listed this this uh, is a wiki basically a fandom wiki and it is things you have broken including all of the phones Mm -hmm. some watches some macs um some accessories, body parts, and now miscellaneous, which includes the 2015 Toyota Tacoma and a trash cart.
0: My height is listed as here as well. It says probably taller than Mike, and I. That's that's good.
1: Emotionally
0: taller than me,
1: anyway. Or, but this is the thing, though, Stephen. Or do I think that about you? You know what I mean? Mm. Right? Because that's the whole thing. It's like you know. I people that I'm like oh, intimidated by or whatever mm. that I, I think they're taller than me and now like this is like the, it's like the um, Schrodinger's box kind of situation do I think you're taller than me or not? the answer is yes I actually do think you're taller than me um, who could tell? I, oh, I think Steven, every, you're both Steven taller is than not,
2: me Steven is not taller than you well and I you am tell that to my brain maybe just slightly
1: slightly taller than you but oh like, you see look this is how you're trying to get in my head Mm. no steven Federico's is definitely like,
2: not taller than you yeah but steven, you're
1: saying you are right so like that's about, this feels like maybe a trick but now. like
2: but like it's just I, i'm i'm just saying objectively speaking so maybe by a couple of centimeters but that's mm-hmm. it like it's not that huge difference that you should feel bad about you know
1: i'm gonna like, get those like shoes that have lifts in them Mm. Okay. Well with wear the those. heels. Yes. So yeah, I yeah. can like definitively be taller than everyone at WWDC it's important to me.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that Berlusconi used to wear those. Oh when, really? When, yeah, when he used to be our Prime Minister, uh okay. he used to wear those type of shoes so that Not it a
1: ringing be... endorsement. Yeah, it's good company I'm, to be so in. So
2: that's yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just you and Berlusconi. I mean, well, <laughs> What a duo! <laughs> you have
1: often, rec- like said, like Mike, you remind me of Bellasconi. You have said that to me a few times. Have I? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Thankfully, never. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah. What if we see Mike come around the corner at WBC and he's in a like a long trench coat and he's like twice as tall, and it's just Mike <laughs> sitting on Dan Morin's shoulders, like two kids trying to sneak into a movie theater.
1: I, yeah. I, I if Dan's up for it. I don't know why specifically you chose Dan for that, but I like it, you know? Me and Dan, we could work together.
0: Yeah, I think i would be good partners in this.
1: Yeah. I had some anonymous feedback. Anonymous. Sent to me via... Yep, sent to me via a tip line, the Mike Hurley direct tip line. This is no joke. This came to me, and I cannot say where I got this information. And it goes thusly. About Tim Cook's Apple Watch. Remember we were talking about this last time, right? Like... And wondering, like, if he has some kind of like special watch that he puts on, so that this feedback goes like this: on a daily basis, he's most likely to be running an internal build of the next version of WatchOS, probably from the release train that Apple calls "live on," like quote live on. These are internal. Oh, I
2: thought that was meant to be read as live on like Beats Radio. But go, yes, I read go this
1: like three times and realized <laughs> it probably contextually is live on. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. You, the thing is, as I was getting ready to read this today, I'm like, make sure you say live on. Make sure you say live on and live not live on. On. live on. Live on. Okay. These are internal builds that are not so buggy that you can't use them for real life usage. So like they are builds with current new features on them. But, they're cool, but you can kind of make it work, right? So this might be, it has some stuff that's going to come in WatchOS 10, but maybe not all of it. These live-on builds have a sensitive UI toggle in Control Center that disables anything that can't be seen by people who are not at Apple. Disabling it can also swap the current watch face. Of course, Tim could be using some other watch when he's out and about, Apple folks have become really good at using pre-release confidential software in public without being spotted. So oh, whenever there good. is a live-on build on any device, there's a button and you can just tap that and it just hides it and makes it look like the current version and then probably removes all sensitive data from view.
2: Nice. I wonder if they have a, they should have a shortcut to do this, you know? They should have By location or whatever? Uh, oh no, like a live-on shortcut action. Live-on. press. P- press a button
0: and no, it's they, your they need it to work so they can't use shortcuts oh, for it. that's unnecessary okay. shortcuts yeah, that's works well, like that's not that's, the issue <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, that's
1: not the thing well, yeah, last time i said
2: do we do we hate shortcuts on
1: this podcast <laughs> you you know? Know. That, what's happened now <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that <laughs> sometimes it's buggy
0: you know steven's taking a stand everyone can i change switch on and the relay footer to live on and see if anybody notices live, live on. on live, live on. on live on yeah Live um
2: on. okay so, so the mike hurley tip line is, is a thing
1: oh i get like, tips, all baby. of this that is interesting right. but
2: uh-huh. also the source like this whole thing is also interesting you know the, the i mike trust hurley. the
1: source is what i'll say oh you trust the source i i recently i've been getting i've been you know as they say okay little birdies you know
2: are you are you the new mark german
1: i wouldn't say that mm. You know, maybe if you think about it, maybe Mark Gurman is the old Mike Hurley. Have you ever thought of that? You know what I mean? Things are changing around here. Rumor Roundup, it's like it's broken out now. It's just my life.
2: Yeah, you blew my
1: mind with that. Okay. You don't like it, do you? You don't like that I have this thing. You're like, why didn't I have no,
2: this thing? No, I'm fine. Fu- no, I like, I love it. It means we can, <laughs> we can know stuff before. Like, uh-huh. I love all, all about this. Yeah.
1: I got a, I got a few little things, but none of it's relevant for today's episode.
2: Okay. Uh right. Is there nothing else you want to share? You sure?
1: Nothing it's, that's it's really that interesting. Anything about the Mac Pro? Uh, not yet.
2: Anything about iPadOS 17? Can we go rumor shopping? Like, Can we just ask you about
1: stuff? You want to come down and see what I got in in the back? Let's see. Hey,
2: rumor Santa, what you got for me? (laughs) Take a look inside of this trench coat.
1: Remember the Dan (laughs) Morrow trench coat? I got some rumors in here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dan Morrow's holding on to them for me.
2: Have you ever played Resident Evil 4? It's like there was the merchant that would go, what are you buying?
1: Oh, hello, (laughs) mate. What would you like to buy? That's all I've got for you
0: today. That's, that's, okay. The tip line is closed.
2: Okay. All right. Tip tip technique.
0: The tip shop is, has... The tip shop? Wrapped up. <laughs> we were recently trying to work out what a Mac Power user would be who wasn't a Mac Power user. And listener Nick... I.e. the two of
1: us, me and Federico. That was who we were.
0: Nick sent in some amazing suggestions. So starting at the bottom, you have Mac user... <laughs> And then you have this one.
1: When I read this in the document,
0: it's just like, "Oh, Stephen and Jason are the Mac power
1: users. My confederate Mac users. Yeah. <laughs> I just really well... like that. Like,
0: we we're that low down. We're just like we're just we just use Macintoshes. We're nothing else. Then we have Mac Pro user, Mac Max user, and then Mac mm. power user, where David and I sit on our uh, okay, I see on our thrones." For the audio complexity, I like Mac Max users. Me too, Mac Max. This whole list is just perfect. Nick just nailed this. It's so good, Mac Max. We're the Mac Max users.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to sit at the MU level, though. The Mac, I'm a Mac user. Just Mac user. Okay. Just Mac user. You know, um, yeah. Stage one evolution. Just Mac user.
1: Oh, we evolve into. It's a four-stage evolution. This one.
2: Yeah, it's uh, unprecedented, really uh
1: yeah mac user mac user uh chat is back in italy
0: yeah federico you saved you saved the day yeah. i saved i saved ai
2: when you think oh, about it
0: that's so good will yeah. it um, spare your life when it comes for us all
2: I don't think so. I think it will not. <laughs> it will not remember. I think I'm doomed, just like the rest of you, honestly. Um, but yes. So the the Italian privacy. Um, I don't know how you call them. Like the, the, it's a, like a government agency that uh, controls all privacy-related affairs for web services and apps and tech companies. It's been going after uh, OpenAI because of their data collection practices and how they were collecting data from minors, I think. It's definitely like it's all about like they were unhappy about how OpenAI was verifying fine, the, uh, the user's ages basically. And um, also there was also like the... Um, the GDPR, GAPR, right yeah yeah, yeah. The, all that that open ai needed to take care of and they worked with the italian government on users uh, age verification and now the whole service is back and i am able to use once again the open ai website the chat gpt website uh, and i'm very happy about that for a couple of reasons uh the first one being i'm a uh, Chat GPT Plus subscriber, and now I can take advantage of, you know, GPT-4 and GPT-4 base enhancements again because those are not available via the API. And one of those, for example, that I already have access to is plugins. So I've been I've been sharing some feedback back and forth with the folks at Zapier. Zapier are one of the few uh, one of the first services to have Chat GPT plugin integration and one of the things i'm doing now is like when i'm using when i'm chatting with chatgpt i can create tasks in my task manager from chatgpt
1: like i know it's good but it's also t- you know what i mean like the idea that you can hook an ai into directly into todoist to be like <laughs> go wild <laughs> it's hor- it's, hor- look,
2: it's horrible it's it's a nightmare which is why i'm doing it like i want to be you know take me on this <laughs> nightmare ride it's it's, it's it's like you know what people watch horror movies when you think yeah. about it why do people watch horror movies like why would you want to be intentionally terrified this is the horror movie equivalent of mm. of you know chad It's like yes Hook it up to all services and let's see what happens. <laughs> um, that's the sort of energy for, that I have. And uh, recently, this is even more horrifying. But recently, if you are a ChatGPT subscriber, uh, you, can have, uh, you can add in the ability to browse the web. So you can have ChatGPT go out, you know, have a little, have, have a hop around websites and <laughs> just to see what it learns what do you uh, like? for you. See, Yeah, it's, you can, when it doesn't know something, it just looks it up and it works. So I am happy that they worked with the Italian government to take care of this privacy stuff. Uh, not that it affects me anyway, because I'm not a miner anymore. Um, and uh, But yeah, it's all back. I've been charged. My credit card has been charged for my subscription again. It was paused last month. And all is good. ChatGPT is back in Italy.
1: Maybe I'm not big brain enough here, right? But I want to read you a quote from The Verge's article about this. Mm. So it says, Among the changes, OpenAI linked The Verge to a new form that EU users can submit to remove personal data under Europe's GDPR. It also says that a new tool will verify users' ages upon sign-up in Italy. And it published a Help Center article that outlines how OpenAI and ChatGPT collect personal information, including information about Contacting its GDPR mandated data mm. protection officer. I'm not convinced that OpenAI knows all the information it's collected. So, and because there have been many references to this idea, like when talking about copyright, that they're like, oh, well, we don't know what's in there. We don't know where it came from.
0: I read this the other way that this is about like the information that OpenAI has about me as a user, not about data that it may have about me in its model somewhere. Mm. Okay. I could be wrong, but I, I read it. No, the other way around.
1: maybe, maybe that's the correct thing, but I still think that the, the idea remains of like, there could be personal information about all of us in the models, but, and I feel like that's violating my privacy, but yeah, but you know what? You're probably right. It's about stuff that you have collected.
0: There's definitely stuff in, in, about you in here. i I just asked chat GBT who Mike Hurley is. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it's you know? interesting. It starts out by saying he's shorter than all of his co-hosts. Whoa. Whoa. It really knows. It truly
1: knows me. Truly uh, knows. You
0: were wow. I'll, I'll just read this. Mike Hurley is a British podcaster and co-founder of the podcast network Relay FM. He was born oh. on September 23rd, 1984. That's not true. Are you being serious? Is that what it says? That's, every part of that wow. is wrong. All three parts of that are wrong. Hurley started his career as a graphic designer, but eventually shifted his oh. focus to podcasting. Whoa. I had, no, I had no idea. This is good. This is really good. I mean, in addition to his work as a podcaster, Hurley is also an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's true. A, he co founded Relay FM in 2014 with his fellow podcaster, Stephen Hackett. That's true. Yeah. Yep. The network has since grown to include dozens of shows and a team of employees. Wow. Okay. So much wrong in there. Good work, AI. You did it again. You're also known for your philanthropic work. Philanthropic? philanthropic philanthropic work he philanthropic has raised thousands too. of dollars for charity through events like the relay fm st jude children's research hospital fundraiser
1: try hundreds of thousands chat gpt you know what i'm
0: saying try uh two million dollars chat gpt oh yeah yeah try millions of dollars chat gpt
2: uh, mike i need some icons done um, oh, you,
1: okay <laughs> you just let me know and i'll whip them up i'll use my old skills you won't even know what you're gonna get it's gonna blow your mind
2: yeah, mm-hmm. are you are you up to date on current uh, design trends?
1: Oh, I'm I'm in Figma, you know. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm in Figma these days. Checking out yeah. Framer.
0: I uh, don't yeah. know if you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh man, yeah. I corrected it, saying that you had raised millions for St. Jude, and it apologized. Damn you were right. correct that Mike Curley wow. has raised millions of dollars. I'm right. But then the rest of this is chaos. The annual fundraiser is a 24-hour live stream event okay. in which hosts and community members come together to play games, to host auctions, and raise money for the hospital. Okay. <laughs> Since its inception in 2014, not true, the Relay FM St. Jude fundraiser has raised over $10 million for the hospital. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, ChatGPT. I appreciate that. That's really good. I appreciate the way you These are the ambitions you want. From the AI, right? Like, oversell me. Don't undersell me. It's
0: incredible. Very useful. What version of ChatGPT are you using? It says in the footer, right? Let me see. Uh, March 23rd version. So 3.5 3. 3. or 4. 3.5, I think. Uh, no wonder. Uh, the not, the good,
2: st- not the good stuff.
0: I, I think I'm on the waiting list for 4, but I don't think I'm in, in it yet.
2: Okay, hold on. I can give you the, the ChatGPT 4 answer. Pay the money. Uh, what if it's let me, like...
1: Let imagine let if me it says in. like... Apparently, tens of millions of dollars is what I was told.
2: All right, hold on, hold on. We're okay. checking this live. Uh, let me confirm that I'm using We're
1: doing it live.
2: Doing it live. Let me confirm that I'm using ChatGPT uh, Plus. Uh, let me switch to four. Let me ask who is Mike Hurley. Let's see. This it's Typing. it's Typing. This is good. Says Mike Hurley is not a widely known public figure.
1: Are you being serious right now? <laughs> is that what it says? As
2: of my as of my knowledge, cut off date in September twenty twenty one, Mike okay. Hurley. Oh, oh, because that's because I spelled you with the I. Hold on. What? Who is? What? My, yeah, autocorrect. I'm sorry, man. Who is Mike with Y Hurley?
1: Yeah, he's a public. Mike Hurley figure. is a British Thank
2: podcaster you. entrepreneur Thank and you. co-founder of Podcast Network Radio FM. Hurley started his career in, in podcasting in 2010. And has since become known for his work on various technology and creative focused podcasts. Along with Stephen Hackett, he founded Relay FM in 2014, which hosts a range of podcasts covering topics like technology, productivity, design, and more. Some of the popular podcasts on Relay FM include Cortex, Upgrade, Connected, and The Pan Addict. Damn right. He's a
1: philanthropist. <laughs> I really like how much the two of you were struggling with that word. It's so hard. <laughs> Mike
2: Hurley is not primarily known as a philanthropist. He's best known for his work as
1: a podcaster. Oh, you asked it if I if I was a philanthropist. What is po-
2: while it is possible that he may have been involved in charitable charitable activities or causes, there is no significant public information. Get available the hell to him. out. <laughs>
1: What is going? Why does the old version think I'm a philanthropist, but the new version' is like, <laughs> "No man, not yeah. good enough <laughs>
2: yeah <They're> not, <laughs> try not again hold on, easy, easy,
1: tall oh, this, this is ridiculous. ridiculous. I
2: could not find any public information about my curly's height. Hmm. nobody yeah. can try nobody, again in my no. brain. It's
1: not public yeah. in there either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, no one knows, man. So <laughs>
2: you're either a philanthropist or you're not. Depending, you know on what? The I AI. would take
1: that I'm not considered a philanthropist for the more accurate telling of me, because I don't consider myself a philanthropist. Like we raise money for a great charity once a year. I'm not like on the board of a charity. You know, I feel like that's when you're a philanthropist, like when you, you're you doing it like all over the place. You know what I mean? They didn't give you a board seat after the last podcast? That's upon? unbelievable that you would talk to me in this way. <laughs> uh, and I... <laughs> and... You know, look, to be fair, maybe the 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 Flexies could be considered an ongoing philanthropic work.
0: They are for Federico, that's for sure. <laughs> I was going to say, however, I historically do not
1: give a lot of money. Okay, look,
2: look, I do so much. I got so much philanthropy going on every time we do the games on connected. Like, you know, I I am a very generous person because I lose every single game. Yeah. So,
0: and I get a lot of yeah. mail Delivered to my house <laughs> for you from these charities.
2: Look, you gotta save those dogs, okay? They are in need, and they need they need money for food and stuff. So the dogs do. The, the dog the dogs do, yeah. C- cats also, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, cats. This
1: Nina. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online. But ExpressVPN can be used to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So if you've run out of good stuff to watch on Netflix, this is really going to broaden your horizons. So here are some examples of things you can watch via ExpressVPN. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on Netflix Canada, an excellent comedy. How I Met Your Mother is on Netflix in Germany and Star Trek Discovery on Netflix UK. And ExpressVPN is super easy to use. You install the app, you hit a button, and you're on your way. And one of my favorite things is it's so ridiculously fast. There's no buffering or lag. You can stream with no problem. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want websites to think that you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just imagine all the Netflix libraries you can get through. So if you love Korean dramas, you can use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite on South Korean Netflix. It was the best picture. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, whatever you want. And it works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or while on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash connected, and you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash connected. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of the show and relay FM.
1: As your resident Mac user on the show, <laughs> I have suggestions for another Mac user, Federico. No, uh, we you. should okay. we should issue a slight bit of informational correction. Um so a few people wrote in with this to to tell us that CleanShot X, which is the app that we all use for screenshots, also has OCR like Text Sniper. What? So Where? I didn't know this, it's in the menu. So Stephen told me oh about this. If you God. click the menu, capture yeah. text, OCR, and it works just the same as Text Sniper. So you can do oh the God. the selection and get the text because CleanShot X is one of the I'm best apps in the bank.
0: Yeah, there and you, know. you can use the CleanShot X preferences to assign it a shortcut. So I have yep. Command Shift Two. Uh, that gives oh, me man. the little crosshairs, and I can go in and uh, select some text. It's awesome. Sometimes you do that incorrectly, Stephen, and put the
1: euros ca- uh, character into a show document, like you just did.
0: Yeah, I think I hit Control or something, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sweet because it just it just gets the text. It doesn't make a screenshot. Yep. And it put, oh. but it just puts the text on your clipboard, and Very uh, cool. I've been using it for a bunch of stuff. It's really cool.
2: You know what clean shot should do, which I'm now scrolling through the list of uh, actions. they don't have capture and run shortcut. like they should have in this, in the screenshots category. Uh-huh. they should have one of the actions should be capture and run shortcut with the with input the
1: whatever with the, it with, is with the oh. image input. yeah.
2: They don't have that, that which is too cool. bad. Yeah. Um, how do you assign, Stephen, the... Oh, oh yeah, capture text with, uh, without line breaks. So Command-Shift-2, and in theory, this should work now. Let's see. This is so cool that, it, that it's built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally works. Yeah. See, I just sent you. I captured this from the document using the screenshot tool. And yep. it's yeah perfect. Okay,
1: well, that's really good. All
2: right, so thank you. Who, who sent this in? Everybody sent this. We, we got okay. this from a bunch of people, so thank okay. you to everybody. Thank you. In there. Thank you, a bunch of people.
1: Yeah. Josh wrote in of a link to T Rex, which does this as well. It also has a very cute icon of a little dinosaur. Um, it allows you to automatically trigger a URL scheme or a shortcut. T Rex has a terminal app integration with Alfred and Raycast, and shortcuts integration as well. So. This might do some of what you want, but it's obviously not in the app that you'd prefer to
0: use, Federico.
2: Wait, wait, what does this do? Copy the uncopyable.
1: Huh. Yeah, nice it puts title. a tiny okay.
0: dinosaur in your menu bar. It doesn't have to do yeah. anything ah. past that.
1: <laughs> but it's it's OCR, but it can you can run like actions on the OCR text. Okay. Uh, Quinn wrote in to say Swish is Ooh, a really good window manager, um, but it has a grid option. Uh, and it lets you manage windows by swiping on your trackpad so it's mm. another window management app uh jimmy writes in to say short Cat is an app which short indexes cat. Short cat.
0: Tall dog like
1: shortcut but a cat well, not short dog i don't know if anyone makes an app called short dog but Shortcut is an app which indexes all of the UI elements it can from the current app that you're looking at and assigns keyboard codes to them so you can select what? things directly from your keyboard rather than needing to use a mouse. How? I think it's using accessibility preferences and stuff like that to, to ah. pull that stuff in and then it assigns keyboards. I'm to looking at to the you. screenshots
2: now, yeah. Now, this is this is uh, interesting. So, for example, they have a screenshot when they're showing like the GitHub website... One of the tabs on a GitHub repo is pull requests. Yeah. And they assigned P-U to just switch to that tab, P-U. Mm-hmm. which, you know, it means, um, in that case, Safari will click on that, uh, you know, shortcut uh-huh. will click on that thing. Oh, this is so cool. Huh.
1: You could do some fun stuff with that. And anu- and this how you get a cat on your mo- on your Mac. Got dinosaurs on the Mac, out on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to recommend one that Eleanor sent into you, Federico. You might be using this, one of my favorite apps, Rocket. It's just a good way to get emoji quickly. I
2: so, I need to install this. I am familiar with this one. I need super to install good. This. It's like Slack yeah. and
1: Discord emoji uh, control. So like colon and you just start typing, it gives you emoji. Um, okay. For a while, the app wasn't getting updated with new emoji, but that's been fixed now and they just but got the most recent is, okay. ones too. That's, uh, good. So That's good. That's so good. they're back on it again, which I'm very happy about because I love this app. And Peter recommends, I think, one of Steven's favorite apps, Solver Three.
0: Yes. Mm, mm, Great mm.
1: calculate and notepad and spreadsheet formula combo app. Um, it's on Setup as well.
0: Yep. And just out for the iPad now.
2: So I have a, I have a few things that I that I need to mention uh, because this is a work in progress. You know, this all installing all these Mac apps as a new Mac user. So um, there's one that I started using that I'm not completely sure if I want to keep it or not, but I think I want to mention it. It's called RCMD. So this app, R stands for write and CMD for the command key on your keyboard. Um, so it lets you remap the right side command key on your keyboard, which I would but it's the one that nobody uses like the command key on the right side i, I, I sometimes use it but yes you I, use
1: that i, you use I that one? so i use uh i use it for some apps that i've assigned to keyboard shortcuts like global keyboard shortcuts that are like over on that side of the keyboard right so like command option p brings up PCalc for for me for example but I understand that a lot of people would use this one very infrequently because yeah. most because of the most used commands that, are on the you, left side.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you have option and shift, and usually mm-hmm. you know hotkeys have a combination of those modifiers. So, but if you're like me and you never use the right side command key, RCMD lets you uh, create launchers for apps just by pressing the right side CMD uh, command key and a letter. So for example, that's if cool. I If I do command right side command key S, it opens Safari and it does all of these like um, uh, uh, key assignments on its own, but you can remap those manually, of course. And there's more. If the top suggestion for, again, in this case, the letter S is already the frontmost window and you press command S again, it cycles to the following. Recommendation. So, Safari, for example, is front and center. And I do Command S again, it just opens Spark. Spark is front and center now. Command S, it goes back to Safari. So, it lets you cycle through multiple apps that start with the same letter. And of course, you can remap whatever you want. So, this is something that I'm playing around with. For the dock I mentioned Almighty uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago. That's been sort of kind of acting up for me. It wasn't super reliable. And so I started looking for alternatives. And I want to recommend DocMate. DocMate. Super cool utility to do what I wanted, which is like you hover over an icon in your Mac OS doc and it shows you a window preview uh, of the open windows for that app. DocMate is actually even better than what I was doing before. So when you hover uh, over an icon in your dock, you see a little thumbnail with a preview of the windows for that app that you have open. You can add a new window from there. And it's got special types of windows for Apple Music, the podcast app, Spotify, and get this, Calendar and Fantastical. So if you hover over the, like I'm doing it now. I'm hovering over the fantastical icon in my dock and it shows me a special pop-up with my calendar events for the day. Very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and uh, what else did I want to mention? I had something else that I wanted to bring up, Um, but I'm forgetting now. So yeah, that's
0: my my follow-up for today.
1: Steven, did you ever imagine that Connected was going to be the show that you were on that has weekly Mac app picks?
0: No, no, I did not.
2: <laughs> the, the other one was also another Mate. Uh, this one is called Media Mate. Uh, it changes uh, the look of the volume and brightness sliders on macOS uh, to make them look more like, uh, more like iOS, like a, a more compact thing. Yeah, and the colorful. Neat. The color, you can choose. You can choose the, the look. That's cool. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to pay for this one because, yeah, I,
1: I really like what it looks like. There's so much cool development going on on the Mac. Imagine, just imagine if iPad OS could have this, this kind of stuff.
2: Which brings me Uh-oh. to something that I wanted to Uh-oh. say.
1: Okay, so oh, we've, no, been th- we've, we've been having
2: we've been having this. Uh, hold on, we've been having this conversation, right? Thinking ahead to next month, when by this time in a month we'll be together. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood and nothing's going to happen. We'll be together. What I guess the my, the question on my mind is, what can Apple do to bring you back, right? Because, like, I, I won't lie to you guys. I still fundamentally believe in the idea of, like, a, a, a tablet computer that can be a laptop, can be a desktop thing, uh, you know, you can touch or you can use as a laptop. Like, ideally... Apple should make that kind of computer, right? But I also feel like it's not just about the hardware. It's not just about the form factor. It's also about what the software lets me do with it. And while I do believe we are going to see some stage manager improvements this year, I don't think they are going to be improvements along the lines of, oh, well, we screwed up last year. Sorry, we're going to give you real multi-window like macOS. I don't think they're going to do that. Um but I also don't think they're going to just open up iPadOS to say, uh, yeah, it's going to be like macOS, install whatever you want. You want to have a terminal, go install a terminal. You want to download a bunch of emulators from developers' websites, go do that, and you can play Dolphin emulator on your iPad Pro. I don't think they're going to do that. So I think given how you know I've sort of, quote-unquote, seen the light over the past few months, I think what they can do to bring me back is actually make a Mac computer that is also a touchscreen, and where you can detach the display. That's closer because
1: I, I just think if if this is what you're enjoying, right? Mm. Like if you are I'm enjoying, enjoying this, this very
2: much, you're yes. too far gone. Yeah, right.
1: That's the like, that's the thing. You can't come back from this to something that is like realistically what iPad OS is gonna be. But like again, it's like not to say that it's like, oh, you know, and you know this but it doesn't mean all oh, the iPad has no place for you anymore, but just for this this tool that you oh, want to use to get your work done or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, using
2: I'm actually now right now I'm I'm like uh choosing given that I'm basically started using the iPad for uh testing my shortcuts, but on a daily basis it's like it And I'm sorry to say this. Look, I'm very sorry to say this, that it's come to this, but it's turned into a media consumption device.
1: But but the iPad's like... Nothing can touch it. Like, you could do so many things on an iPad. We've all done them.
2: It's the thing... I'm using in the bedroom at the end of the day when Silva goes to sleep and I'm like, okay, I want to read something for a few hours or I want to catch up on my RSS feeds or like I want to like do some very basic, like saving my tasks for the following morning, like that sort of thing. It's perfect for that. And right now I'm actually choosing. uh, I have an 11 inch iPad Pro, uh, but I also have an iPad mini. And so I'm actually like, I'm, I'm running this experiment right now where I restored my iPad mini from the same backup of the 11 inch iPad Pro and I'm testing them side by side. Um, I, I still don't know about those two. The iPad mini is obviously much, much lighter than the 11 inch iPad Pro. It's like half the weight of the 11 inch iPad Pro, but the 11 inch iPad Pro has, has a nicer display and... Like it or not, stage manager, if you want to use more than two apps at the same time, you can do that. So, But, but yeah, overall, it's, it's come to this, where the iPad, whatever I'm going to choose between these two, I just don't put it on my desk with my studio display and my keyboard anymore. Like, why would I, right? Why would I?
1: The Mac is a device that I do my work on and can watch a video on if I want to. Yes. My iPad is where I watch all my videos, read all my articles. I can also respond to an email, and like. But
2: you cannot do your work on.
1: Right, but I can. I can. Um, well. But it's not the best one. Yeah. You know, like a lot of my work, not all of it, but I can do a lot of my yes. work, and I have, and I did, and that's what I mean. Of like, it's not the place where I'm, go- where now I'm going to, but I can do most of it there.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's that sort they of. They flip
1: around that way. That's
2: how I sort of gave myself an out in, in, the, in the sense that like I redid my entire desk and my whole workstation in a way that I'm like, OK, th- this desk, this setup supports three computers, my gaming PC, my MacBook Air and my iPad Pro. At any point, I can unplug a single, single cable, put in my iPad Pro, press the two button on my keyboard and on my mouse and I'm good to go with the iPad uh-huh. Pro. But why would I? Like, that's the, that's the question. If I, if I have at my disposal in front of me, iPad Pro on one side and MacBook Air on the other, and, like, the task for the day is get your work done, why would I do it on the iPad Pro, given the current limitations? That, that, that's the, that's the, where we ended up. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm actually, like, for the past month or so, where I finally accepted this, it's been such a, such a relief... For my mental health to just accept this Uh, i honestly think in 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 a way it's it's sort of been like a a, a sort of like digital grieving process like just accepting the like okay uh, i guess i'm a mac user and the ipad pro has changed its role in my life now you know, because I've built so much of my, you know, sort of online identity and work and habits, like all of it around the iPad Pro. It's been kind of like losing <laughs> a loved one, <laughs> you know, obviously. Well, oh, but like, you,
1: you had to put so much energy over yes, the last amount of years into finding people <laughs> who would tell you that they couldn't do you couldn't do what you were doing a certain way, and that was the way you wanted to do it then. And so, like there is just an element of, like, you've you've chosen to go down a different path because, shocker, people can change, right? And their priorities can change. And that means letting go of a part of your personality and a part of the way people see you so it becomes your identity. In a way that, like, you know, this isn't like a woe is me kind of situation, Federico having to do this is like it becomes like a thing. Mm-hmm. You listener out there, do it making this change. It's just like a change you made. But like if Federico makes a change, like that is, it's like the people are like, "Why have you done this?" Or "Ha ha, I told you." And like, da, da, da like, and it just goes on, right? Yeah. Rather than it just being like a change a guy made. <laughs> you
0: know? I like, get,
2: I get emails. I get whole thing, a uh, whole thing going on Discord, and it's like it, it's what happens when, and I'm, you know extremely grateful when you have an audience every single especially an audience that pays attention to your decisions thankfully many of them do but that's that's the the, the consequence of it it's like now your decision uh, generates opinions that are directed at you some of them in a very loving and polite way others not so much yeah but it's like, I have gotten those emails like, haha, I told you, you wasted years of your life. No, I didn't waste years of my life. I had the best time of, of my life with the iPad Pro. But at some point, you know, and it all sort of, it, it's it, it all sort of happened around the same time of like, yeah, I bought a house, you know, I have new responsibilities. I got to be more serious with my work not that i was joking around before but like uh, i'm doing new things i'm doing more things i need to be more you know i i gotta do more i gotta be more efficient because i also have other responsibilities in my personal life now i cannot waste time you know making silly workflows anymore i gotta i gotta get to to the point, and and Raman is asking in the Discord, uh, Tichi, is there is there one thing that caused the change? And yes, so like buying a house was definitely part of it, and the other was like just the disappointment, the sheer disappointment of stage manager and the whole drama that I lived for like five months last year, just the years and years of anticipation for. Proper multitasking on iPad pro, and what we got was stage manager like that I spent like a solid couple of months last summer, just completely drained of energy and enthusiasm, yeah so that was part of it. um the rumors of, yeah, get ready, nothing's gonna happen in iPadOS land for <laughs> until twenty twenty four at the earliest. That was also part of it, but the the most important thing was. I bought a house. Um, So much of my time needs to go into furnishing this house and and finishing this pretty huge commitment that I got for myself. I cannot waste time. When I'm working at my computer, I got to hit the ground running, basically. Like, I got to sit down, I got work done. Like, I got to be, you know, efficient, go for it. I cannot waste time being like, oh, I cannot do this thing on OS unless I make a wild short. No, I need to sit down, get work done. Boom, that's it. And uh, that was the primary thing.
1: My observation of you over that time, mm. and I'm not saying this is true, but like this is kind of what. Oh no,
2: no, this is this is this is. Good. I love this conversation, so thank you for letting me no, share no, no. this. But like what I
1: saw of you is like all, all of the other things that Apple had done split view that like you could kind of like make them work for you and excuse away the things that didn't work well it's like no nah, it's not that bad like mm. yeah it's i can only have two apps but i can have a slide over and like i can get you you know like this works this works right and you can kind of like i don't when, when i say make excuses i don't mean it in like the negative sense right like you're not like you're not like standing fight like fighting for apple but you're just like i like this platform I like this device. I like what having a tablet can do for me. The modular computer idea that you really believe yep. in. I can make excuses for this, but Stage Manager didn't work for you. Like it just didn't work. No. Like I think if Stage Manager wasn't so buggy for you, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe. Like if Stage Manager worked for you the way it works for me on the Mac, like I just have to make like get used to some different habits. The problem for you was for the majority of the the beta period and I think still now like you would ju- it just was breaking and, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe if that wouldn't have happened maybe this wouldn't have happened because you wouldn't have had that situation where you weren't able to get your work done you weren't able to get the the review done the way that you wanted because it wasn't finished and it was delayed right and you yep. weren't yes you didn't have as much time to to mess around with that like you still had to learn it right because you wanted to write about it but if you would have been able to learn it and it wasn't so buggy, maybe none of this would have happened. Like you would have just continued on the same route that you were on.
2: That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. That, that is also definitely what happened. Like that old stress, uh, last, um, like the final week of August and the first couple of weeks in September, like, like I and you can go back and listen to the conversations we had. Like I was like, "What am I gonna do?" It was bad. We like, were <laughs> in a mess. And I and and in fact, like the thing that sort of uh, turned on like this light in my brain was like I forced myself to just write an iOS sixteen review with a different style, out of necessity, really. And I had so much fun with it, and it went so much better than years before. And I was like, huh, I, I see. Interesting. Like, I feel so much better than previous years. And it seems like the people can tell from the story that I had fun. And they're having fun reading it. It's like, hmm, interesting. And so, yeah, it was like, you know, mul- multiple things coming together. And I can tell you that right now, I don't know about but for this MacBook Air, I have been. I, I like to observe myself when I'm using a, a a different type of computer, right? When like, how do I feel about this? And I, it's just, I get that feeling that like every single time I want to use it, and I keep thinking about it, and I want to try all the different things, and I want to talk about it on on connected and on app stories. And when I use it, I have fun, and I'm a bit, like, it sort of makes me feel. Again, like I was feeling 14 years ago when I started Mac Stories. It's like I get that same type of feeling. Also, it's like the same feeling that you get when you play a really good video game. That even when you stop playing that game, your brain still keeps thinking about it. It'll probably happen with Zelda next month. Well, no, this month. It's May. Um, That feeling that like, when you stop using something, you still think about that thing. Um, and I'm feeling that again. And usually that's a very good sign um, for games or technology. So, yeah, um, that's... The, so, Ramon, yeah, I don't think there's a one thing, more like a, a combination of things happening at the same time in my life and stage manager on the iPad being shipped in that shape and form caused all of this.
0: I give you a lot of credit for this because you have built your business and a lot of your online persona as the iPad guy, right? The guy taking an Mm -hmm. iPad and making it work from him coming out of a time of necessity and then moving into this new era of uh, trying to make it, make it work. And as I sit here and listen, like, I just, I have so much respect for the decision because you're making it out of like what you need, not trying to continue to force the path that you've been on and I'm sure that comes with like some, some existential angst a, a little bit. I think it would if if it were me.
2: Yeah. Well, you guys know what the past few months have been like uh, behind the scenes. Yes, it it does. Yeah. But but thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited to to see you make this this change, and I think that as a reader and a listener of like what you do at Max Stories and the associated. Uh, projects like uh, i'm i'm excited to see your re-entry into this world because the last time you were primarily a mac user was a decade ago right even a little bit longer than a decade and you've chosen a really good time to jump back in the pool (laughs) well I'll, i'll say that and so it is
1: uh it's cool to see Speaking of being a Mac user a decade ago. Yeah, I was just... Uh, Pastor uh, Boy <laughs> in Discord has just found a Federico Vatici article from October 2012 about Shortcut Spotlight for the user interface. <laughs> the
2: beta. <laughs> a beta of Shortcut that I tested and wrote about. Uh, uh-huh. What's that? 11 years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, honestly, I have no recollection of this. <laughs> uh, this... What are these? This is OmniFocus version 2 with the first version of Sylvia's perspective icon? No, no, it's too soon.
0: Yeah, it's before that, I think.
2: It's before, I have no idea what I'm looking at, but I wrote the story, so...
1: Yeah. I like okay. I like launchers. They simplify my workflow while allowing me <laughs> to save time and be more efficient. Oh my god, please don't read it. Just, <laughs> just look at the screenshots. Just there is like the an ongoing thing which one true John does for our group thread where he drops in old Federico articles and we will read them and send Federico they're screenshots terrible. of our favorite they are, passages. They are
2: bad people because they they <laughs> yes, just they're bad. Just don't read it. Look at the screenshots.
1: This is why I just make podcasts because no one's going to listen to the old stuff. It's just too old. It's too long. It takes too long, you know?
0: This episode of Connected is made possible by Indeed. What's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, you can use their powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on a deed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. According to Indeed Data US, Indeed's hiring platform is really awesome because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join more than the 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Just go to indeed.com connected. This offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com connected. That's I-N-D-E-E-D. Indeed.com slash connected. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. So I have a replacement truck, which I'm very excited about. It's new, right? It's brand new. I was looking at a used truck and then it showed up. I had to like transfer it from out of town and had some problems and I was feeling sad. I think I was texting. You, Mike, is like this is just falling apart on me, Uh and uh, there was a Toyota dealership down the street from the the lot where we were. I was like, let's just go over there and like, Uh I mean, I got to buy a car. Like, time is up on my rental. Like, I have the money from my truck that was total. Like, I got to buy something. I'm just gonna go on this lot and leave with something, right? Like, kind of at my end with this whole process. And uh, I've been looking for a Toyota Tundra, very particular uh trim level with a couple options i really wanted and walked in there's a sales guy who helped us and i said hey do you have one of these and i expected the answer to be no because there have been none of this truck anywhere in the US for sale because they're just not making many of them uh, i think the car or like the automotive industry is still very much in the grips of supply chain woes uh so i expected him to say no and then i was like i don't know like going to buy a forerunner or something and be sad for the next 8 years but he said, yes, we do have one of those. Turns out a guy had ordered one and then backed out of the deal. And I walked in at like the time. It would have sold that day to somebody. And uh, it was color I liked, the options I wanted. I'm very happy with it. Brand new truck. So like the plastic on it, like it, it just come off the truck. They just delivered it.
1: Yeah. I said to Adina, I was like, one of the things I love about Steven is that he's so much like me with these things where like there was something wrong with the one that you were looking at, which meant, you know, you might have to wait an extra couple of weeks and instead you're like, screw it, I'm going to buy a car yeah. right now. Like, that's yeah. how I would do Like, no, I've decided I'm getting a new car, I'm getting a new car. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Yeah, and so super happy that it, that it all worked out the way that it did. Uh, one of the things in this, well, in all new cars, so my truck was a 2015, but it was a body style that was like 12 years old and they hadn't done anything to the interior so it's very simple i had retrofitted carplay to it i put a different head unit in but this thing comes with a 14 inch lcd panel that is ridiculously big it is is absurd it's it is absurd honestly i wish it were smaller like it's so big (laughs) uh thankfully toyota doesn't Like, all that it is is infotainment. So, like, there's physical buttons for everything, like all the HVAC and all, like, the off-road stuff. All that's physical switches. You only use the screen for screen stuff, right? It's not like a Tesla or or a Rivian or other vehicles where everything is on the screen. So, I like that part.
1: And do you have a second screen with the dials or are they dials?
0: Uh, I have dials and there's a small screen in there, too. But it's uh, a lot of new cars. In fact, nicer Tundras than what I bought the gauge cluster is, is entirely a screen, but this, this particular trim level is not. And so, uh, you know, get it home. I spent all day Monday at the car dealership, uh, you know, doing paperwork and stuff and get it home. And, uh, immediately I'm struck by two things. Uh, one, this is the first good wireless car play experience I've had. I have tried a couple, I made a video about one particular one, uh, adapters like dongles you can add to your car to, to like piggyback wireless car play onto your car and casey Liss has used one of these for a long time it's been very highly of it my experience with the couple i tried wasn't very good it's very laggy very buggy and i just sort of gave up on it and in my previous car I, there was no wireless charging it's like well i got to plug my phone anyways to make car play work and then i can charge it and it was fine like i had no complaints about that system uh well listening as wireless car play and a chi uh, charger like under kind of like in front of the gear shift you can put your phone in there and uh it's got a little charging pad and uh it's pretty sweet it is not as responsive as wired carplay like on my old setup i could hit a button and like it would respond immediately this thing there's like a half beat and it's like okay next song there we go it's it's fine like it's not I mean, this is a uh an amazing vehicle. I can handle a half second delay when I skip tracks uh in Apple Music. But I just I have noticed it's a little bit slower. But it's also pretty sweet to like leave your phone in your pocket or have it on the little charger out of sight. Can you use it wired?
1: Or does it only work? Yes. You can. Okay.
0: I think so. So there there are a bunch of USB ports in it. One of them is like a data USB port. And I think it will do CarPlay wired and then the others are just uh, just for charging. So that's all pretty sweet. 14 inches though is ridiculous and it really shows I think how uh, I wrote about this yesterday, how CarPlay like CarPlay was designed for a world with 6 inch displays in cars, right? That was about the size of what I had in the Tacoma, and it was great. Like it was scaled very nicely, it was very easy to use, it looked good. Uh this thing, it's uh, 1920 by 1080 is the resolution at 14 inches. So the, the DPI is not great, but it looks fine. But CarPlay, like if you look at the screenshots in that blog post in the show notes, some of it's okay. Like the 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 dashboard view where you get the map and then you get your media controls and everything on the other side. That's pretty good. But then you go into like a media control screen and it's really stretched out and kind of kind of janky looking. And mm-hmm. I hope that we don't have to wait for, you know, next generation CarPlay where Apple's going to take over the car. Because this truck is never going to get that, right? It's never going to be uh, completely taken over the way Apple seems to want to do. But I would like CarPlay and maybe uh, at WWC this year to just to have a refresh in terms of what it looks like on big screens. And I got a bunch of replies on Mastodon, people with like vertical screens and like more square screens. Like CarPlay does what it can, kind of like auto layout, right? Like, okay, on an iPad this size or an iPad that size is kind of what we're going to do. But car screens are not getting any any smaller. And uh, I just wish that, you know, regular CarPlay that we have today would be uh, a little bit more aware i guess of like where the world is
1: i bet it does will be both like i expect that when they have this new carplay the current carplay will be better like will be redesigned Mm -hmm. because it's none of it's running on the on the car anyway right like yeah all the car knows is hey carplay is going on so like i expect that like even on cars that don't have that whole like we now control the entire thing. We've got the, you know, we're doing the dash as well as the entertainment. Even if you don't have that, I bet they'll still have like a more modern looking, newer version of CarPlay on older vehicles. I would expect. Yeah,
0: they can't abandon like whatever Apple says, right? 90 something percent of cars sold in America have CarPlay. A bunch of people want it, right? Uh, People are even like hacking their Teslas to run it, doing like crazy things, with little third party boxes and stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, there's got to be a middle ground. I don't think they're going to just leave this as it is. I don't think they can, because I think this sort of world of car play that we're in now is going to continue a long time, if not indefinitely, because I don't think many car makers are going to cede the entire interface over to Apple. In fact, we've seen, and uh, Mike, you and Jason have talked a lot about this, and Jason's written a lot about this. GM in its future electric vehicles is going to remove carplay and android auto because they want to control the whole experience so i think this projection system is where a lot of us are going to stay for a long time and and hopefully apple just uh, has uh, some resources that it can (laughs) it can put towards this because it does like honestly the built-in toyota media system uh those screens like their playback control screens like they look better than what Apple does and it shows the artwork and it shows the controls huh. and like, it's all there. Now their map is hideous and like the rest of it's kind of weird, but their playback screen is, is takes better use of the space. I would say than Apple. And th- that's kind of a sad thing. Cause like Toyota doesn't have good UI designers or if they do, their work is like pretty chopped up by the time it goes out the door.
1: What is that? Bluetooth? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, uh, the car doesn't have like a cell connection or anything? Like it's it's all from your phone?
0: The, it does for the first year, and then we'll see how much Toyota wants me to pay for it. Uh, it has 4G, and so it has its own maps that run, and it can get over-the-air updates, and you can, it, it, like in the app, I can unlock, lock, and remote start the truck right from anywhere. So it has that sort of stuff, which is also very nice. I've never had anything like that before.
1: But like this is the the problem, right? Like this is that GM thing. Like what you're talking about is like, why would like what you know? From Toyota's perspective, they're like, no, we just want you to pay us that money mm-hmm. because Apple's going to give it for free. Yeah,
0: like, that, that's the issue. Like, I don't know how they're going to get around that. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, I'm afraid sort of the you know the short cats out of the bag, if you will, <laughs> uh, a little bit here because these companies, are you know, maybe they're seeing that oh well, we can just have recurring revenue and and maybe more people would be willing to sign up for it if it wasn't just for like these limited things but also we you know it came with these other services and other bundled things where it makes it more attractive and i like the balance that that this vehicle strikes like yes i can pay toyota for the data and i can see where the truck is and get information from it remotely and get updates or whatever but i can just get in it hit the start button and car plays projected from my pocket like that seems like a pretty good dividing of, of sort of the scope of what a, a new vehicle can do, but I am afraid that, that the ground is going to shift away from Apple.
1: Well, Apple's website says car announcement's coming in late 2023 for the new CarPlay, so we'll see. Maybe it's just Apple Car. Someone,
0: yeah, someone's going to do it, right? Someone will take them up on it, but I, don't, I just don't see it being as widespread as CarPlay is now. To wind up the show, I wanted to just do a, a touch-in, touch base, check-in. Touch-in is the wrong phrase there, and we're not going to say that again. Touch-in was, yeah, you mixed a few things together there, I think. I, I did. I hit my head. Uh, about Mastodon, so we've all been on there, I think, a couple of months now. Mike and I were, were definitely slower to it than Federico was. Late bloomers. Late bloomers. And I wanted to uh, first talk about what clients... We're using of course you can use Mastodon on the web and they have their own first party client. Uh but in the iOS ecosystem in particular, there there are a lot of good options. So Mike, let's let's start with you. How are you uh, accessing the Don?
1: Just Ivory. That's the only one I'm using. Um I have and I haven't really played realm of anything else to be honest. Like for what I'm using it for, Ivory is 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 Great for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. It's a nice, nicely made app, and it has all the features that I'm personally looking for from a Mastodon client right now. Anyway,
0: yeah, I really like Ivory. I mean, I love Tweetbot. I used Tweetbot for however long Tweetbot was around, like the whole time, basically. My only problem with it is that Ivory's really pretty crummy when it comes to supporting users on small instances. So if you're on on at social, you would never see this. But if you're on an instance with just yourself or just a few people like the three of us are, say that I want to see who Mike is following, right? Like, I want to see who Mike is checking out. Maybe maybe there'll be somebody interesting in there. In ivory, I go to Mike. I go to his following list. I just see me in 512 pixels because... I can only see who you follow on eWorld.social. Well, they're the
1: only two accounts I follow. I only follow you and your. That's website, amazing. That's well, that's
0: what it looks like. But if I go to Mona <laughs> or the Web or you know Ice Cube's a bunch of these other apps, they have that fuller support. And I hope that Tabbots is working on that. I think they absolutely should work on it because it's a broken experience right now. But if you're on a smaller instance, you run into some of those some of those things. Uh, and so I also have. Mona installed, and I want to hear Federico's take on that because I know you're you're. I spent more time with it. It's it's out now in the app stores of this week. I've read that on Mac Stories this week. So I'm hopeful that Ivory and Tapbots like continue to adopt the things that make Mastodon Mastodon.
1: I don't know how well versed I am to really say this, but it kind of feels like if all they're doing is like. If it's like just one server really is supported fully at a time, it's not really in the spirit of the federation, yeah. right? Right, like it, it doesn't necessarily feel very federated to me. If it, I can only really see what's happening in some parts of the app on my own server, like when it is technically possible to show me other things, mm-hmm. complicated, I'm sure, but that's kind of my point of like why I expect they should be working on it because it's kind of part of the whole thing.
2: Yeah I'm I've I've been using Mona uh on all my devices and I'm looking at it right now on my MacBook Air on the studio display uh, because they have uh, you know they have a Mac app um that is out on the Mac App Store it's universal purchase and I was a I was a Spring customer before you know the same developer of Mona I used to make uh, Spring the Twitter client um, and I was able to upgrade uh, for uh, a lower price uh, to the... They have um, one-time purchases for Mona called Mona, Mona Pro and Mona Pro Max, <laughs> like, like the phones. And I was able to upgrade to the Pro Max tier at like $9. You know, very nice discount. Uh, I'm using Mona because it, it does a couple... It does two things that I'm, that if you know me, you know that I'm a fan of. The first one is customization for everything. Uh, It can be, I think actually for some people, it can be maybe even too much customization. You can, it's maybe a bit too much for you. I think it's a bit too much for me.
1: I I, I really like it, but with the amount of time that I spend on Mastodon, which is not as much time I spend Mm, on Twitter, mm -hmm. like I liked setting up Spring. I feel less inclined to spend that work on Mastodon because it's like a lot of time for what I'm aiming to do, which is like why I like Ivory because it's very like... Pixel perfect, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yes, um, it can be maybe a little too much. A, but for me, you know, it, it really works with that part of my brain that likes tweaking settings and and adjusting every single thing I can find. Um, and the second thing that it does well is multi-column. Uh, so, for example, right now in the Mac app, um, the divide views, uh, as they are called in Mona, I can have four columns or I can have five columns. On my Mac, and, I, and it's basically like TweetDeck, but for Mastodon. And so right now I have my home timeline, my mentions, my profile, and uh, something else that Mona does well. And like Ivory, it lets you browse the local timeline of another Mastodon instance. So for example, I really enjoy the IndieApps.Space um, instance. It's a great way to you know check out updates and you know new posts by developers of indie apps. And that I can pin as a, as a timeline in Mona, which I cannot do in Ivory. Um, so I'm using this the, the, also on the iPhone. It's one of the few apps to do split view on the iPhone. It's one of the apps that does that. And of course, if you know me, and if you recall our conversation last year, I would like to see split view on the iPhone at some point. So the, the thing I will say, though, is that I do miss the ivory design and aesthetic there's something about ivory that i don't know it makes it feel more fluid it makes it feel faster even though i like it's a silly thing it's not faster but it's maybe it's one of those things like maybe the it's the custom iconography you know it's the animations there's something about ivory that reminds me of reader the rss client it's got that special Sort of a something that is hard to describe with words, but it makes it feel unique. It's a and premium
1: experience. It's this a is more how pre- I feel it. Yeah.
2: But it does less than Mona. So if you want to like, which is why I still have both Ivory and Mona on my iPhone. Like I'm, I'm not ready to make a decision yet. But on the iPad and especially on the Mac, um, Mona is fantastic because of the multi-column. And uh, I, I will also say though, that it would, it would be great if these clients could actually sync my timeline position. In theory, Mastodon does have a, like a, a service-based home sync, like timeline sync feature. But my understanding is that it's so unreliable, nobody uses it. And so all of these apps, they use their own uh, iCloud-based sync which means that my timeline position synced from Ivory cannot be the same timeline sync position in Mona, which is unfortunate.
1: Basically, like, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Right, like, didn't happen with Twitter apps, doesn't happen with Mastodon apps either. That doesn't matter, just doesn't happen. (laughs) It's really funny.
2: (laughs) I like it, I love it. It's, you know, uh, multi-column is great. Especially on the Mac, if you have a large display like I'm staring at, like for I feel so professional right now. But yeah, uh, we'll see. It's uh, it, yeah, let me let me ask you both though. Um, how do you guys feel about Blue Sky? Feels <laughs>
1: like, oh, uh, like it. Sh- sh- Should should we have this conversation? Like, I mean, we can have it. Uh, here's my issue. I just tell you my issue in a nutshell. It's very simple. Yeah. Right. Uh, it feels too much like Twitter. And I don't yeah. like, I, well, and I stopped liking Twitter. Mastodon yeah. doesn't feel like Twitter to me. Like with like true. the types of conversations, the visual design, like it's, it's, it, I feel like I'm mm. back there and I didn't want to be there anymore before, which was why I decided I was going to like not do any of this stuff. Um, and I'm sure I could tailor my experience, but like it just feels like the, you know, the the types of conversations that I've seen and the way people were talking there, uh, it just feels too Twitter-like to me, and that's not what I'm looking for. It's like, it's how I want, I'm super bummed about the fact that is gonna get quote posts. Like, I I really don't want that. Really, um, uh, I really you're... don't want that. I think it's I think that it is like, quote tweeting is part of the cultural issues of, of, of being on Twitter. Like, I th- I think the pile-on effect and the way people dunk on each other and like that's kind of stuff that I just don't want. It's not what I like to see anymore. Like I'm kind of happy to not get that kind of stuff, and I just feel like Blue Sky just feels just like Twitter to me in a way that, like, when I've I've have an account now. Um, I I got a friend of mine sent me an invite, and I've set up an account, and I've looked at it a few times, and it makes me feel not good in the way that Twitter made me feel not good, in the way that Mastodon doesn't make me feel that way.
2: Interesting. I don't have it. If you have
1: an invite, I'd love to use it. I don't have any, but I'll put you on my the list of 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they don't... When you set up an account, they don't give you invites straight away. You have to, like, be using it for a while before they give you invites, I
0: think. Yeah, Mike, I 100% agree with you about Blue Sky. I mean, looking through it now, not only, like... From a technical perspective, it and Mastodon feel a lot like Twitter, like right? just the way that it works. Like you have posts with mostly mostly text, and you can reply and favorite, etc. But the vibe is very Twittery. There's a lot of users from Twitter that have never shown up on Mastodon that are there, like reporters and journalists and celebrities and stuff. It's really having a moment right now. Now under the skin, like Blue Sky is sort of like Mastodon, the fact that they're building an API and there could be other clients for it and stuff. None of that is here today, I don't think. And uh, and it is like by
1: design will be uh, decentralized. Like that's the mm-hmm. idea. You know, they have to do it, but like that's the idea.
0: Yeah, and a bunch of users aren't just like on Mastodon. Macedon.social is the biggest server because it's kind of the default. And I think Blue Sky will be the default in its own ecosystem.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of think that Blue Sky is having a moment that may fizzle out, but at the same time you see people who are on it. It's like, well, there's a lot of big names on Twitter over here now. And that that says something.
2: Yeah, that's that is something for sure. And and um. it, it
0: may end up being that Blue Sky is sort of the mainstream and Mastodon is like cool for nerds and mm. we can just hang out on Mastodon. I mean who knows, right? Like this is new territory for the social media landscape. So we're going to have to see how it sorts out. But yeah, right now, like I'm not super pumped about blue sky. I have an account, uh, someone was gracious enough to give me an invite and I snagged my four letter username and I'm checking in on it. Some, but Mastodon is where I feel like currently at least our community is. And that's where our effort should be.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm just let's say, intellectually curious about Blue Sky. Uh, I think Mastodon feels a pretty, let's say, well-rounded corner of my life and I'm okay with it. Uh, but of course, I'm always curious to try new stuff, especially, you know, given some of the names that have jumped on Blue Sky. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this. Uh, now, it's been a few months, right? Since we started really using Mastodon, it's been like, what, what five, six months? And one of the things I, I dislike is a, thankfully, small part of the community that I've seen on Macedon, which I don't know exactly how to refer to them. Uh, but once I explain what I mean, you guys will know what I mean. It's like the, the, the Feddy loyalists, hmm. like people who want you to be thinking about federation all the time. And if you ever so dare to utter the name of something that is not federated, they're going to come after you. And if you don't use open source software and pay for proprietary services, you're evil. Like y- you, know, you know the kind of people I'm referring to? And they have found really uh, a, a great place to hang on um, Macedon you know, these are usually the types of people that have like, um, like some kind of Linux or FOSS references in their bios, and it's like, man, that's that's too much of uh, like that kind of energy is too much for me. Like, yeah, I'm I'm all for federation and activity pub, and like I really do think that mas- switching to Mastodon has been a great thing for me, but it's like I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't sacrifice my firstborn to Macedon and Federation. Like, you know, like yeah, it's cool, but like, with you know, it's like I don't want to be thinking about it 24/7, right? And uh, and also, I don't go out and just attack people if they're like, oh, so why do you pay? do you believe in closed software? Like, no, just chill, dude. Like, you know. And I've and I've seen a bunch of those people, and it's like, yeah, it's a b- big eye roll energy when when I when I see those posts.
1: Yeah, I've just gotten way better about muting people. Oh yeah,
2: one hundred percent.
1: But if just, someone's gonna come to me with that energy, it's like we're good. Like uh, you know we're, we're and, good
2: now. But but because I think because of those people, it's not a surprise that some of us look at blues kind of like, yeah, this is fun, <laughs> you know like it's not like those and 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 if they really thought about it what what they're doing with that with that energy and that attitude they don't realize that they are effectively gatekeeping the service you know that's
1: part of the fun though right for For them yes types of people yes that's like that's what they want to do in a way it's kind of strange
2: and and it's so surprised that some folks are like they look at blue sky and everybody's just you know uh just having fun there and and they're like yeah whatever just, yeah i'll use this i, I don't want to be dealing with linux people over there and so that's something i've noticed and you know something worth keeping an eye on in terms of the general vibe
1: my kind of like l- big picture view on this is uh blue sky's not going to replace twitter for as long as twitter exists once Twitter doesn't exist, nothing will ever be like Twitter ever again.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the vast majority of Twitter users, like if Twitter was to shut down, they would just just shrug it off and just go somewhere else. I, I, I there will always be something like it. I just, I don't think that there will be that people will are gonna like move on mass to this this other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be interest, and there will be like people that move and and you know, Blue Sky may have a very big uh following you know like maybe a big user base but like i don't think it's gonna i think twitter was like once it happened once and it won't continue like i I don't really think that there's gonna be a like a replacement plus i mean who knows like I, i feel like twitter is twitter shutdown is inevitable but like it's just gonna happen really slowly and i don't really know what that means like if it just all of a sudden went away like would that make a bigger difference i don't know but I don't really know what the deal is, but I I, I can't see uh, a path forward realistically for Twitter at this Mm -hmm. point. Like, you know, I've got multiple emails from companies today telling me that their Twitter integration won't work anymore. Yeah. Because Twitter wants to charge $42,000 a minimum for enterprise licenses. We
0: got that email as Relay that our little bot, little thing that we had built years ago to tweet when a show went live or when uh, a show was published that it was being discontinued. And that was a month ago, and it still works. (laughs) It's still the version one API keys. I applied for the free access for API version two, which Relay's use would fit in the free tier, and it just didn't work. So we reverted to API version one and like, at some point, it'll break, and that'll be it. You know, I'm not gonna. I hope that, that we don't get a forty-two thousand dollars bill to the PO box. That's that's true. I don't
1: think we will. Maybe we should just turn it off. <laughs> like, why not just turn it off? Like, it, it, I just don't really think. Like, because now n- none of this stuff's going to work anymore. Like, a huge, co- like uh, WordPress, right? WordPress would just like, we're not. It's it's done now. You have to post on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's going to be tons more like this because it's just like. It's not worth it. Forty-two thousand dollars. Who is this worth to? That like someone can't just pay a social media intern to post. You know what I mean? Like, who is who is this worth forty-two thousand dollars to automatically post? <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't copy and paste. Like, it's just like, <laughs> this is a comedy of errors over there, it's, man. It's
2: the it's the the world's most expensive copy and paste. Like forty-two thousand dollars worth of you know copying and pasting a. a a tweet, like, yeah. come on. like, I, I honestly, I have no idea. Like, if 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 he wasn't in charge of Twitter, I don't, I don't even think Elon Musk would pay forty two thousand dollars. Of oh, course he wouldn't. He'd this. be
0: furious.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah, just stupid, so also stupid. But yeah, I don't know what's gonna go on there. But the, my point in there is just like I don't, I, I just don't really think. I think it was like a once thing and there will just be different things right or it's like no yeah. one ever replaced myspace but there were just different things that came yeah. after it like and they're just they're different in their own way yeah. right and so like there will be a you know there will just be a different type of social media that will take the place of this for our people and you just the, the ties just move right like you may, you know, we may look back at this time and be like, "Oh yeah, everybody stopped using something like Twitter, but everyone had moved to TikTok anyway." Or like, mm-hmm. you know, but then TikTok got gets banned, and then everybody just moves to Instagram or whatever. You know, it's just like, I, I just don't really think that there will be a replacement, but there will be an element of people that will want to do something else. Like, but this idea of like, um, you know, like like Twitter accounts for celebrities and brands and stuff. Like, I just, I don't. Think so? I don't think something else is gonna. I don't think it's gonna be blue sky either. Like I, I don't think it's gonna be any of those things.
2: Maybe we should just go back to forums. You know, that was good. That was good fifteen years ago when we had forums. You know,
0: I mean, that was my whole point when I was not on Mastodon yet. Was like we have this moment, right, to like publish under our own brands and like do our own thing. And I still believe in that, and still am trying to like push stuff through my shows or through 5.12 instead of just like opening a Mastodon and like typing something and it being gone, right? Like if I have an idea, like so for instance, the CarPlay thing I mentioned earlier, it's a time where that would just have been a tweet with some screenshots. And it's like, no, like I'm going to write a blog post and I'm going to link to it and you can see the images and I can have fuller thoughts, right? I'm still trying to do that first, but most people don't want that. Most people want, I'm going to open this app share some thoughts or a joke or whatever with my friends and, and then move on with my day. And so whether that's still Twitter or Blue Sky or Mastodon or something else, most people still want something to serve that function. And that's why so many companies and people are racing to be the next one.
1: Maybe we should just all I iMessage, everyone should just iMessage each other. What do you think of that? Sounds good to me. Like Everyone just shares their pub their phone number in public and we would just send iMessages to each other.
0: So, yeah,
2: I'm reading this now. So, Casey Lee's phone number is. (laughs) (laughs) So, you can start there. uh, Start with Casey.
0: Everyone should start with Casey. Yeah. He loves it. If you want to find links to the apps and stories, we see what I did there, the app stories thing. Nice. That we talked about this week. Uh, Check them out in your podcast player. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 448. Couple of things you can do. The first is submit feedback. There's a link or a button in your app or on the website and uh, send us a note. You can also become a member and get Connected Pro, which is an ad free, longer version of the show each and every week. Starting next week, a bunch of Relay FM shows will be publishing our annual specials. This is an extra episode we do for all members. So if you're an upgrade member and you don't pay for Connected Pro, well, guess what? You're still going to hear. Our special, we do it for all of our members. So if you're not a member, now is a great time to sign up and uh, and get goodies every week, but especially right now in kind of this May June time frame. You can find us all online. Federico is the editor in chief of MacStories.net, home of automation. Mm-hmm. It is now May, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. that's still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Federico yeah. uh, at Mastodon. Dot .macstories.net as Fatichi. Mike hosts a bunch of other great shows here on Relay FM and he's the co-founder of Cortex brand, maker of many fine products. You can find him at mike.social as iMike. You can find me on Mac Power Users every Sunday afternoon here on Relay FM and I write at 512pixels.net and on Mastodon I am @ismh at eworld.social. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, ExpressVPN and Indeed. And until next time, guys, say goodbye.
1: that you. Cheerio.
0: Bye, y'all.